The trailer was incredible. You can go back and watch our reaction to the trailer. And I think they delivered on the TVMA. I think there was plenty of blood. With the fire escape of the building next to them. It was like five minutes of shooting. And then he's like running across the ground, <laughs> climbing that fire escape, jumps into the window and he's like, I'm here. He must have been listening from five blocks away. Yeah, Alakwa Cox has a really interesting story for getting cast in Echo. She does. Welcome to Backseat Directing, where we talk about movies, TV shows, comics, and more. We're your hosts, Andrew and Aaron. We put out new episodes every Monday and Thursday. And on this episode, we're reviewing the show Echo. Three, two, one, one, one. Action. Threw us off, but it, you you played into it. Bro. Yeah, thank you. I was when I said echo, I was like, man, it'd be stellar if Andrew said echo right after. Echo, echo. But we 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 missed the opportunity. You know, sometimes we didn't, you we... like miss the target and you hit another target. Yeah, in the background. I know you 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 did the three three three. Yeah. You know, yeah. or the one whichever number you said last. Anyways. Let's dive in. Today we're talking about the new Marvel show that just dropped. Uh, they dropped all five episodes in one day, which, as far as I know, is the first time they've done that for their shows, That's right? something I wanted to start off with this show, since it's at the beginning of the episode, start with the firsts that Echo accomplished, because there's yeah. a list of accomplishments for yeah. Echo, actually. So Tell me about them. Echo uh, makes Marks the first titular superhero in the MCU to be Native American, the first titular character to be disabled or differently abled. Uh, it marks the first time that Netflix has used the binge model and dropped all the episodes at once. It marks the Disney. First... What you did I Netflix. say? They copied. They, they used Netflix's Netflix. binge model. Boom. It marks the first time, and we're back. Yeah. It marks the first time that um, the MCU has dropped a TV show that was rated TVMA, and it marks the first time that they've dropped a show simultaneously on Disney Plus and Hulu. It's a lot of firsts. Boom. That's so, that, that is a lot. Um, very cool too. To be clear, I said the first time the MCU dropped. I know that I don't want to get a comment that's like Daredevil's TVMA. Daredevil's dropped by Netflix, even though it's a Marvel uh, yeah. character. Yeah, different, different, same, different, but same, same. But same. <laughs> um, before we dive in a little bit further, I want to say thank you everyone for watching. Make sure you hit that subscribe button for you don't miss so you don't miss out on any of our other episodes. We post every Monday and Thursday. Andrew, going into this show, Echo. Were you excited? Were you maybe a little hesitant? Uh, me, to be honest, I'm not really like invested in Marvel nearly as much, you know, like we've been talking about it for the past year, you know, is, is Marvel slipping? Is it not as, as epic as it used to be or captivating might even be a better word, you know? Um, so what were your thoughts heading into watching Echo? I... I would say that I wasn't super excited because I felt like her character was didn't have a super big role in um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Um, but then the trailer was incredible. You can go back and watch our reaction to the trailer. And yeah. I thought that the trailer looked really good. I was not really looking forward to it. But then the trailer was so hype. I was like, oh, okay. The trailer plus... This is going to be sick. Seeing Daredevil and Kingpin playing a role in it and seeing that it was going to be rated TVMA mm -hmm. instilled a lot of confidence because the trailer showed us like these crazy gunshots and blood splatter and it's like, oh, like 
You and me love they're, that. We love they're that. going. They're doing yeah. it. They're yeah. they're going that extra step, and they're giving us what we want. Finally, right? Mm-hmm. Did they? I think they delivered on the TVMA. I think there was plenty of blood. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's none of my issues with the show. I so you want to start with our general thoughts of the show? Absolutely. So I I thought of this on the car ride over here, and I think the best way for me to say it succinctly is that I overall I enjoyed the show on the general level. I thought the sh- like on the um, looking at it from a general perspective, from a stepping back, I think the show is good. But then where I have issues is like the granular level. When I start to like get episode to episode and pick it apart, I have a lot of nitpicks and like a lot of complaints. And my fiance Sierra hated watching the show with me because I said them all out loud while I watched them <laughs> in real time. Um, but I had, I have <laughs> sorry, Sierra, some, some complaints that we'll get into. We'll say. But what did you think of Echo? So, the I've f- finished the show. You have. I finished half of the show, okay. so two and a half episodes uh, is what I've gotten through. The first episode, I was, I, I liked it. The first episode, I felt like was really strong, uh, but then from there, I just felt like I lost interest. Not even maybe because the show wasn't good, but because like, I maybe I'm just tired of the the MCU. You know, like all of our main favorite characters are gone pretty much and it just still feels like it's just being dragged out you know and even though the first episode was good it wasn't enough in the second episode to make me truly invested in these characters in this story by themselves yeah i think if she was introduced in the daredevil series you know and she was like electra or something and she was reoccurring and and now she's getting her own tv show like okay it works for the punisher yeah i I might be into that you know like i i love the actor or actress she did a phenomenal job here's my aaron aaron pronunciation hour can you say her name no i don't even know her name to be honest it's alakwa cox yeah i wouldn't have been able to say that can you say it back to me alakwa you got it was it (laughs) hey you're the new pronunciation guy now thank you thank you (laughs) Just come to me when you have questions about how to say a word. Yeah, Alakwa Cox has a really interesting story for getting cast in Echo. She does. Apparently, she was uh, sent a casting call by a bunch of her friends. She was not an actress. She had another job. And uh, a bunch of her friends sent it to her because Marvel was casting for uh, a Native American who spoke American Sign Language. And they were like, this is perfect for you. And she, I think she sent in a tape and got cast. Yeah, which made me root for the show even more, you know, because... I heard about that going into uh, Hawkeye, and but I, I, I just wasn't that into it, you know. Uh, yeah, I think I, I see your complaints, especially in overall in terms of the world, because when you say that a lot of people we care about are gone or dead, it's like yeah, Captain America, Iron Man, two of the biggest staples of the universe are gone and moved on. We don't have Chadwick Boseman anymore for rest in peace for Black Panther. Um, now it feels like what they're doing with Daredevil is trying to shoehorn him into these shows Dude. in place of that, where it's not really, it's not organic and it's not moving the plot forward. Like I mentioned Punisher before, like Punisher was an organic part of Daredevil season two and he played a huge role in it and it, it was involved in the story rather than being shoehorned in for like one, one part of an episode. He feels like he has like a, a, a cameo in She-Hulk, which is fun. He's, it's he, fun, but it's he's not. He's just a marketing tool at yeah. this point. Like, we're not we're not even getting Daredevil. We're just getting a hint of Daredevil so they can put it in the trailer to get us to watch the show. And I feel like it makes you feel like you 
you're not getting what you were yeah. sold. You and know? it's almost like just give us just give us Maya Lopez. Like just yeah. focus. Like don't even bother if you're not gonna if you're not gonna go with both feet in on Daredevil and Maya Lopez, then just go Maya Lopez. Yeah. Don't like don't bait and switch. Right. Yeah. It was. It was disappointing. And I again, I only watched half the season, so I don't know if he's in the end of the series at all. Oh. Spoiler alert for uh, uh, Freco. So you know, now I have even less motivation to continue all the way through. But it was very exciting when we saw him jump in uh, on this first fight, but it fell off. It didn't move the story forward at all. Like it was just, he jumps in. I've been watching you all night. She couldn't hear a word he was saying. And then they fought, and then he just left the fight. He didn't even finish fighting her. Like, why did he leave? Where did he go? Those were like a bunch of nitpicks for me in that fight because I said I had nitpicks. Like, he's been watching them all night, and for a person with super hearing and radar radar sense, he sure let them shoot a bunch and murder a bunch of people before he got involved. You know what I mean? He he sat idly by and did nothing while all those people died, knowing everything that was going on. Unless if he's like climbing down the stairs, escape. The fire escape of the building next to them. It was like five minutes of shooting. And then he's like running across the ground, <laughs> climbing that fire escape, jumps into the window, and he's like, I'm here. He must have been listening from five blocks away. Yeah. But then my other nitpick um, was that he just left. She didn't yeah. beat him. He had the upper hand. He knocked the cabinet down on her, and he she went and grabbed a gun. Yeah, but he had plenty of time to stop her. And, he and it's not like once. he's fought hasn't fought bad guys with guns before yeah. and he fought them. Her, he fought her with guns early yeah. in the fight and was like disarming her while she was fighting him and going toe to toe my other complaint i made a tiktok about this but kingpin <laughs> says uh none of I my mom have ever ha- like held their own with him like that before and i was like what about season one of daredevil like season one of daredevil would have been so boring if nobody could have fought him like yeah. specifically nobu nobu beat the crap out of daredevil on like two occasions a lot of people have beaten the crap out of daredevil yeah. he's got he's they've held their own like yeah he, like yeah sure he's fighting 10 guys and and he's incredible but he but nobu kicked his ass and yeah. and sierra was like well how do you know that was before because in season one he doesn't have the daredevil suit he doesn't yeah. have the red daredevil suit and he's wearing the suit which is another confusing thing to me about them melding the universe is he never wore a yellow suit in netflix daredevil but he's wearing a yellow suit that he said was like a prototype suit or a new suit or something. And well, that he like traveled, right? Like he wasn't in California. Yeah. yeah. So like that was just his California sun suit, you know? <laughs> that's, that's it. I don't understand the timeline don't you, really. Don't you want to like change it up every a little bit, you know? Like, like you don't wear that jacket every single day, you know? Like, come on now. Yeah, I guess just a style thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't understand the timeline. He clearly so. cares about colors. Because <laughs> he's blonde. Um, but yeah, the, I don't know. I think he knew that it was a different color. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) chill out. (laughs) Um, so I have some of the creators. Do you want to hear that before we go forward? So the directors for the five episodes of Echo are uh, Sydney Freeland and uh, Ketriona McKenzie. And then the cinematographer is Dave Porter, uh, listed, listed on four episodes, but there wasn't another cinematographer listed for a fifth episode so mystery that one cinema, cinema cinematographed itself <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh, alacqua cox plays maya lopez or echo our hero of the story but our complicated hero vincent d'onofrio plays wilson fisk or kingpin uh chasky spencer as uh plays henry black crow lopez Devery jacobs is bonnie cody lightning is biscuits 
Graham Greene is Scully, the grandfather or the, the grandmother's boyfriend. Uh, Tantu Cardinal is Chula. Andrew Howard is Zane from Trustabro. And Charlie Cox, obviously, appearing as Daredevil, our, our beloved Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, not, a, not enough. Not enough, if you ask me. Um, yeah, I don't really even know where to go next. Like, because I, I was thinking about it earlier. I said, like, maybe if she showed up more like with daredevil in the past or m maybe even a little bit more with hawkeye like we would be more invested in her like own series but like i enjoyed jessica jones yeah. you know like a lot actually i i'd I, I hold that first season just up there with daredevil you know like i thought it was fantastic you know i, I love the character love the story love the villain loved loved everything about it you know but why is it not the same for Echo? Because she has a cool character, or she is a cool character. She has a cool like character kind of dynamic where she's basically trying to replace Fisk, you know? Like, why do I not feel as invested as I did in like Jessica Jones? You know? Yeah, I think that I think the show has some like really good highlights in and like I said, is it in, just writing? Like, like, I, like I said, in the broad sense, right? In the broad sense, you've got uh, a differently abled hero, a hearing impaired deaf hero with, uh, you know, a prosthetic leg, and she's super badass, and she's violent. She's got no qualms about violence, so you've got yeah. this really cool badass female heroine. Um, and then you've got the Native American representation shown throughout the show. I mean, Which was cool. You've got historical, like the echoes through the ancestors, the historical context in the show, the cultural uh, representation in terms of like the clothes, the Native American music, the the location they're shooting on, the the Choctaw Reservation um, in in Oklahoma. Like all of that representation and, and development is really cool. It's all in the broad sense. And then when you get down to like the granular sense, the the episode to episode, the writing is to me it's not that strong and then the special effects when you're like looking closely at them do not look very good especially the train scene in the second episode i thought it wasn't terrible though i did not like the train scene i thought it, it looked am bad. i too lenient these days <laughs> have i gotten soft i think on you look th i think you look through the lens of like could i do it <clears throat> and i look yeah. through the lens like they have a hundred million dollars yeah. they should have done better um but i just thought the, the train sequence like they, there's so many things they could do practically like find a train track you know, like, I, I understand you maybe can't shoot the whole thing, but, like, there's a shot of the train going into a tunnel, and you could have found a, a train and tunnel, yeah. like, with your budget. And, and that was entirely CGI train going into a tunnel. Like, it, it did not look good. Um, the CGI bird that you wouldn't have seen, it's not until, like, episode five. It's oh, they the show one. it. It's, it's, the first, it's in the first episode? Yeah, it's like a, I don't know what kind of bird it is, but it's... It was bird it's landed on the post. It's, it's more prominently featured in episode five, and they, I guess, okay. they explain why where it, where it comes from for her. Yeah, but it, I don't think that looks very good either. Just, just find a bird. I feel like the bird looked really good, but for whatever reason, it didn't blend with the environment. Like it, it was almost more like saturated and contrasty than everything else. Like it, it popped too much. I thought uh, in the first episode where where I saw it. Yeah, in the in the fifth episode, I just don't like the way that that humans interact with it. Yeah. Um, but there there's a lot of cool aspects to this, but I don't know. I, I liked it. I think that it's in the top half of the MCU shows for me, which doesn't say a whole lot because I'm it not a big feels, fan of the MCU shows. It just felt forced, you know, which is unfortunate. Things I liked about it, though I will say, um, I liked that it was five episodes because it was very digestible. And I like that they dropped it with the binge model, all five episodes. At one I do episode. like that a lot. And like I said, I enjoyed the first episode a lot. I texted you right after I watched it. And I was like, this is, that was fun. The I really one in the it. first episode is great. 
Yeah, uh, we actually have that pulled up. Shall we watch it? Let's do it. All right. So to explain, most I think a lot of people know what this term is now as it's popularized, but a oneer is like a long shot with no visible cuts. So they hold the camera without. Here we go. Boom. Man, that, cool entrance. His running looks awkward though, doesn't it? He's about ready to run through a door. But yeah, they're they're, they're going through again. The cameras just dancing around. It it. It feels really cool. It just felt like they just didn't have as much time as they would. That's in probably like, a cut, right? It could have been, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, it just feels like there wasn't maybe as much time as the, what they had for, like, the Daredevil one scenes, you know? What just happened? Did this just cut this to a, something this else? This is a totally different part. This is in, like... What the heck, this man? Is, this is in, like, episode two or three. Well, that was weird. <laughs> that right. that well, kind of ruins the premise of the one but... Yeah. You know what I think it is it's probably so they can post it on youtube yeah <laughs> makes sense that punch i don't think there's there's that, there's quite a few punches i don't think that sell that well but it's yeah, hard that, to do that in that a just skipped yeah this is all out of whack let's stop so i let's think go, let's find a, a, a different shot shall we that's some of my like nitpicks too is like some of the cor fighting choreo that punch right there is yeah, not yeah. great at all audience didn't see it <laughs> <laughs> some of some of the punches do not sell incredibly well, but a lot of them they're doing with um, Maya Lopez, and she's not a stunt performer, so I think she's doing an incredible job. You know, as and this is one of the first things she's even acted in too. So to go to doing her own stunts is incredible. So a lot of it there, you know, you have to be more careful when you're working with somebody who's not a fellow stunt performer is one thing. Um, yeah, it just felt like they didn't have time to like really work out all the kinks. Some of the punches looked like the person receiving the punch was anticipating it quite a bit you know or like um, they didn't hit very hard they pulled their punch back very right. evidently but there it's hard to do during a one -er. it's an yeah it's, during a one -er, like you there's can't so miss, many you can't pieces moving yeah. yeah so all right so now we're here with daredevil did it just jump again i think we're good it'll all be, right yeah, so we'll she slides out it definitely just messed up it but that's Darn we also it. got to see a clip. Early. Lighting looks cool, right? The part earlier where he tackles her through the door, we got to see something that I think it was the director called the uh, the deaf perspective. So they do. Yeah, a thing this is all just messed up. They'd... We're just we're just gonna. We'll just watch it. Yeah. But they do a thing with this deaf perspective they created where they suck the sound out of a scene. And really cool. That's one of my that's one of my yeah, favorite. Really cool of the show. That along that was with cut. like the along with the Native American culture inserted in the show, the deaf perspective was like my favorite thing in the entire show. The the way that they like put you in her shoes removing the sound and it just has this cool like quiet feeling to it see that's like an example of what you said of anticipating the hit she slides mm -hmm. pretty early to that i did like how she like kicked her foot up held her foot and then kicked that, that was pretty awesome. sick the they make daredevil's movement look really fluid there like she turns her back to him and instantly he's like flipping over this 10 foot fence yeah super cool i thought that looked really good i love he just looks so nonchalant yeah you know and i, I love that um it, i feel like he never looked that nonchalant in the, in Netflix's Daredevil, though, I feel like he was always very like. You don't think so? I, I to survive. I think. A, I think he did. I think he like you know like he would hit take a punch, but then just take a few, or take throw a, a punch and and just take a few steps rather than like run away or something. Yeah, but you there know? I like, feel like he's not on the offensive. I feel like he's choosing to let her swing and miss. <clears> you know. No, I I thought that was the closest thing to Daredevil that we've gotten since Netflix. You know, and I think they did a pretty good job for you know like probably the 
time and resources that they had for it. The Wonder itself is very impressive. Obviously, not perfectly executed, like we said, with some of the hits not landing that well, but it's still a feat and, and very, oh, yeah. very entertaining. I, I watched the whole scene, immediately rewound it and watched it again because yeah, I, I wanted to it. Was it was very cool. Yeah, that, that's what kind of really got me excited about the first episode, and then nothing was at the same level in the second episode. Yeah. A lot of blood spray in that one or two. But yeah, yeah. The, the second episode is they leave New York and go to Oklahoma, and the, it definitely changes the show. It's it's cool that they got permission and, and worked in cohesion with the Choctaw Nation in Oklahoma and got to, to film in Oklahoma with mm-hmm. alongside mm-hmm. Uh, the Choctaw Nation. Is, it's really, really cool. Um, but it's... Just an interesting setting, like for it felt like everyone around. working on the project really cared about the project, you know, and then put in everything that they could. Uh, and I, I do appreciate that a lot, you know. It's just, I feel like the the MCU just needs something, you know, it, it needs something different. I, I shows in general, I haven't really been into as much lately, you know, like there's two, three shows last year that I'm like was really into, and that's about it. You Start know, watching like anime, that's dude. That's not that much. Start watching anime, and there's plenty of good stuff coming out. Um, I have a source code segment for this episode. Heck yeah, about. let's hear it. So during our source code segment, we'll go and look at the inspiration for this material, which Echo's inspiration is obviously in Marvel Comics. She made her first appearance in Daredevil Volume 2, Issue 9 in 1999, which is the year I was born. Um, so Echo's as old as me. So she appeared in that comic book with some similarities to the show. You'll hear some differences here. Um, her father, uh, who was known by the moniker of Crazy Horse, uh, he was... Uh, in, a, in a gang, and he was killed by Wilson Fisk. Now, when he died, he reached his hand out to touch Maya's face and put a bloody handprint on her face, which would later become a trademark of her outfit, which put the white hand mark on her face as she donned a costume to become Echo. Um, as Crazy Horse was dying, uh, he said to Wilson Fisk uh, that he would ask him to raise his daughter, which is a weird request for your murderer. But Wilson Fisk, you know, being a weird guy, took that on for some unknown reason and raised Maya Lopez as his own daughter. And um, she, comics are weird. Man. Yeah, some weird stuff happens. But she the so, opening of this series looked like a comic book, you know, yeah. where they were starting in that cave, you know, like all these crazy colors and stuff. Like I was watching. I was like, this is like a comic book. But I feel like the MCU started out so realistic that people just aren't about that the, the whole know, like, like the whole trust a bro and these guys in their like minivans like feel or feels comic-y to me it feels like kind of yeah. corny and goofy yeah. which, comics are corny and goofy but it's i i miss the like early phase mcu feeling of yeah. like in our world superheroes yeah. in our world um so anyway the um wilson fisk he's raising maya lopez she was born deaf so that she has that disability, but in the comics, she does not have the amputated leg that she got from the car accident in the movies, so uh, in, in the series. So that's another difference for our Maya Lopez in the MCU. Um, Kingpin puts her in a school, uh, a private school, I believe, but it's discovered that she has photographic reflexes similar to Taskmaster. So witnessing something one time, like uh, somebody fighting, dancing, playing the piano, she's able to perp- perfectly replicate it. Um, when she perfectly replicates somebody's... Uh, I didn't even know that. Did they explain that? Nope. <laughs> she doesn't... I mean, she doesn't really do that in the show. Yeah, but, what the so, heck? That's really cool. So she uh, she has a different set of powers, which you... I don't know if, if you... You, you would have seen in episode two, maybe, on the train. She has powers in the like show. The yeah, glowing. It, it does other stuff. Okay. Um, but that, as far as I can tell, she doesn't have that in the comics. Um, in the comics... 
Um, she has these photographic reflexes. She um, gets put in a school for prodigies where she develops her skills. She learns to be, in, I think at one point she wins a, like a, a world championship boxing match or something. She has all these incredible skills from this ability. Now, um, eventually, Wilson Fisk inducts her into the world of crime. He wants her to go after Daredevil so he concocts the lie that Daredevil is the one who killed her father, Crazy Horse. And uh, she watches uh, everything she can find on both Daredevil and Bullseye to learn and copy their fighting styles. And then she goes after Daredevil on the hunt. And she actually ends up defeating Daredevil by bringing him into an environment where his enhanced senses um, like work against him. Um, How was that? I, it would be really cool. Why wasn't that yeah. the season? I, so I haven't read the comics myself. I don't know what she brings him to, but she basically finds his his weakness, his kryptonite, and she defeats Daredevil, unmasks him as Matt Murdock. I love seeing Daredevil yeah. at the brink, the <laughs> inch away from death. You know, that's that's where he lives. Um, so she uh, she talks to Matt Murdock, and he tells her the truth that Wilson Fisk is actually the one who killed her father. And then she goes back to confront Wilson Fisk. That's where she shoots him, which develops the story that we see um, at the end of Hawkeye. I want that, and then. Just in pure comic fashion, and just like in the show, Wilson Fisk comes back to life and also forgives her in the comics and says that like that he sees her as a daughter. So that's where we jump off into in the show. Wilson Fisk, you haven't seen this yet, but comes back in the series um, and saying that he forgave her. And I don't know, the end, of the, the end of it is kind of a mess for me. So I know you don't really intend to watch it, but I feel like the last episode kind of went off the rails. The episodes have a, a cool theme to the name. Each episode of... Echo is named based on one of her ancestors. So the episodes are named I know uh, Chaffa, Loak, Tuklo, Taloa, to, or, yeah, Taloa, and then the last episode's named Maya after our titular character, Maya Lopez, who is becomes Echo. And she dons this awesome costume at the end. But um, for those that have seen it, unlike Aaron, there's it just feels very anticlimactic at the end. There's some silly, goofy details like um, her uncle brandishing a firearm and putting a, a silencer on it. In the in the middle of the the powwow with everybody around him, um, then they cut away from like the climactic action sequence. She like somehow grants powers to see the white mark on her face. Uh, she on the bottom left. She she grants powers to her grandma and her uh, cousin Bonnie, and then they all fight against uh, Kingpin and his goons. And then she puts her hands on Kingpin's foreheads and use her magic glowing powers to make him transported back to the room he was in when his uh his father was alive and his mother was alive and he has like an emotional breakdown um but then that's kind of like super undercut because like they she she like signs to him that she wants like she she wants to help him that he is still her uncle and then like she comes out of that and a goon like points a gun at her and then him and kingpin just leave and get in a car and drive away and so there's no real, like, that's the moment where I felt the most connection between her and Kingpin. I felt like the relationship was the most real with her, like, being, like, admitting, you are my uncle, you are my family, even if I don't want you to be, and that she wants to help him. And then from that, like, nothing happens. He just leaves. Nice. And, like, they had her at gunpoint. That that it look, look, just looked awkward to me, that goon coming out of nowhere, unnamed goon with a gun, like, and then... Hey, he matters, too. I also don't understand her powers. I don't like she has the ability to make him see visions and to make her grandma and cousin know how to fight. And also her mom could like heal birds. There's a bird that was like on the brink of death and her mom like touched it and brought it back to life. And she was just hiding that ability from the world, you know, the ability to like cure and heal illnesses. Her mom was just like living in a cabin, holding on to that for she was secretly like had these godlike powers. I, yeah, I don't know. It all that all felt kind of messy to me. I feel and, overwhelmed. <laughs> 
I don't know. It, it felt like they undercut their ending. The ending didn't feel very strong. Um, and then, like, at the very end, she just comes to them all having dinner together, which for some reason her uncle, who was her father's brother, who the mom hated and outcast the brother, her father's uncle was just sitting around having dinner with them, like, having a good time. It's like, you get along now? I don't really know what happened there. Um, she forgave Maya, like... What happened to the firefighter lady? Dude, did you see the... So the firefighter lady, nothing. She got kidnapped oh. by Wilson Fisk and then helped fight them because Maya granted her, like, powers. That's her cousin, Bonnie. She got powers, too? Temporarily. Maya made the cousin Bonnie and grandma able to fight with her. There was a really cool scene though with the the, the ancestors, the four or five ancestors standing behind her, like the empowerment of the moment of mm. like the ancestral strength echoing through to Maya. Echoing. It, it was it was reminiscent of um the end of Star Wars. Um uh, yeah, when, when okay. Ray has the the I, I am all the Jedi moment. Like mm -hmm. that felt very cool, but then they kept cutting away from that scene to scenes of the uncle like in the crowd trying to go after Zane from Trusta Bro and like like why are you cutting away from the climax so many times like show that fight show that scene let that's let it breathe yeah and it just felt disjointed yeah i feel way more interested in the comic story that you mentioned where she's going on this that's because daredevil more involved but like that would have helped the show you know like if daredevil is a constant character throughout but he's not the main guy that we're following maybe we're not following him at all besides the fact when she's in the room with him, you know, hunting him down and then she beats him, you know, and that gives credibility to this character because we all love Daredevil so much. And I'm sure there's a way to do it where we still love Daredevil, too. And we're not like, oh, like that was, yeah. you know, like he just lost, you know, but he's lost before and we still yeah, love him, the, you know, the, like the environment. It wouldn't be his fault. It wouldn't yeah. make him any less of a fighter. And it would make her more intelligent strategically. To So I think that all could work out just fine. But there was a lot of stuff, like I said, on the granular level that just didn't make sense or was annoying to me. Like, did you you watch this, this scene in the um, the skating rink, right, where, where Zane comes in? And I just felt like all of that was not a good episode to me. Yeah, like the, that's where I stopped. Like, they kept they, – they put her they – put her in a room and like handcuffed her and then they gave her her if you have her captive why did you give her her leg back so many small critiques for me in that it's like they keep coming in and out of the room she takes the handcuffs off and then they just like back, back out of the room the zip ties she uses her leg the knife uh, and the boot she cuts the zip ties or whatever and then like she punches oh bonnie, that's convenient she punches bonnie in the face for almost no reason and then zane and all of them come in and talk to whatever it, the guy's name is Man, I really like the first episode where they're on the top of that water tower and she's like, I want to take over. I want to send a message to Fisk. You know, like, could have gone somewhere, you know? The, you, you Did you watch the whole skating rink episode? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I, I've stopped right at that part. Zane comes in looking for Maya and he comes to the guy who has kidnapped her and he's like, instead of being like, where is she? Take me to her. His men just start fanning out, like, just walking around the building and just why like it's also she can get away and like the plot can go the way they want it to but just be like all right take me to her and they would have walked right up to her but instead they're like arguing about how he's going to get paid and stuff like if you're not going to pay him just say take me to her and then don't pay him afterwards or like or actually look for her they're like standing in the middle of the ring for like 30 minutes until she shows up and starts kicking their asses like i don't know it, it felt like when you're watching this you have to be thinking through the eyes of the audience like why would this happen? Why would this make sense when you're making it? Right. And a lot of it just didn't make sense to me at different yeah, moments the, in the show. The audience is smart, you know, yeah. like treat we, them like they're smart. Yeah. We, we catch on to things, yeah. you know, like we, we ask 
questions like why would this character go into this dark room that the bad guy just went into like you know like you have to give us reasons behind actions you know a cause and effect and it seems like they were writing their way out of things in a cheap way almost you know like writing to a destination which is like like, yeah like she's handcuffed but it's like oh we'll give her a knife yeah that's okay but there, if it, then there's just these awkward story beats where, like, they bring Bonnie into the room and then she's not handcuffed. And then they come in and see she's not handcuffed. And then they just, like, leave and lock the door and go, like, screw off to some other part of the skating rink. And they're, like, waiting for the other guys to show up. Like, it feels very awkward and clunky to me. Yeah. I, I saw the part where Bonnie came in and was talking to the My, uncle. Or talk, oh, yeah, to the uncle. And he was, like, signing... It just felt like obvious, didn't it? I don't know. He like waved her off, yeah. Yeah, but but hey, is what it is. Those you are just, know, like just complaints. Marvel had very high highs no, back in the day. No empire know? lasts forever. That's right, and uh, it will always be remembered, never forgotten. <laughs> I one thing the show made me want to do really bad is rewatch the first season of Daredevil. Hey, sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. How do, you, how do you feel about Born Again? Not optimistic now at all. I, even I, even with them firing and rehiring people? Even still, here's the thing is, I'm rooting for Alakwa Cox. I'm rooting for Charlie Cox. They have the same last name. Isn't that interesting? Um, I'm, I'm rooting for both of them as They're actors. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm rooting for both of them, and I, I like them a lot in their roles. They do a great job. Agreed. I like them. I, the, like Charlie Cox is awesome. I love Daredevil, the show from Netflix to death. Mm-hmm. But I'm not that excited for for these shows. Like I want them to do well. No, I don't root against the success. But yeah. I feel nervous Absolutely. for Born Again for sure. I would totally agree with everything you just said. What about what about you guys listening? Here in the room with us, you know, how do you guys feel about Echo, the state of Marvel, and then also how are you feeling about Daredevil: Born Again? That series that's supposed to come out about Daredevil. Do you have high hopes? Are you a little optimistic, or are optimistic, or are you kind of holding back and we'll just wait and see kind of thing? They'll probably drop an awesome trailer to get us all hyped. Will they deliver on that trailer? Maybe, maybe not. Um, that kind of wraps up our discussion about Echo. Thank you so much for watching. We post new episodes every Monday and Thursday. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our videos and episodes and shows and short films and everything else that we hunt out. We're on social media. You can hang out with us there. We have a link to our Discord in the description of our YouTube channel so you can jump in and join the conversation on Discord. We we do updates on the channel. We, we talk about different movie topics, show episode topics, and then we also debate and talk and whatnot and hang out in that. So check that out. The Discord link, again, is in the YouTube description. And that's a wrap. Thank you.